At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. Are you seeing the improvement that you thought you would see when the season started? There's no improvement. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans Podcast. I am Joe Cardosi, joined, as always, by my man, Mr. Jim Eichenhofer. The podcast is presented by Seat Geek. And uh, look, we got to get up tonight. We are facing the Rockets. Uh, we've been down a couple games in those games till the end. Uh, so even though they have been losses, they haven't been embarrassing. And uh, look, we've lost Zion for a bit, and that is a bummer. But the one thing that this Pelicans team knows is that we have been through this before and we have won like this before. And uh, you got to hope we can we can get back to our winning ways without Zion starting tonight against the Rockets, Jim. Yeah, and as we get into later in the show, I mean, Houston is struggling. They're at the bottom of the Western Conference standings. They've had a rough stretch lately. I think under these circumstances, a lot of times for the normal NBA team, you might go into this game overlooking them, but I think... Always circum- got to worry about a cornered dog, though. All right, and the, the circumstances specifically that the Pelicans are in right now, to me, make it so that there's no way that's going to happen. I mean, yeah. the Pelicans have lost their last two games. Pretty frustrating. Games that you were in until the fourth quarter against the Grizzlies and Philly, so regardless, you want to get back on the winning track, and then now with the, the news that Zion's going to be out for the next three weeks before he gets reevaluated. It's, it adds, I think, to the urgency that the Pelicans should have and I think will have tonight against Houston. Um, have to keep building on the success that they've had at home, too. I mean, that, that's very important to mm-hmm. continue to rack up these wins at home. They have some really tough road games coming up and also just a stretch where they have a lot of road games. Yes. So it's crucial, you know, Wednesday against Houston and then Friday against Brooklyn to be able to get these wins on your home floor and just continue to be one of the best teams in the league at home. And it's easy for people on Twitter uh, to just see the news and think, you know, the team's going to be deflated. They're going to come out flat. 
Oh, woe is the Pelicans. But this team has pride, and these players that are going to go on the floor and start uh, in place of these injured players, they have shown out before, and I think they're going to have a little something extra to prove now because of this situation. And uh, you would love to see them take it to the Rockets and then take it to Brooklyn, which is going to be a much tougher game. But then, like you said, we are going to be on the road for a stretch, so you got to hope to at least split uh, one of these two home games. Both of them would be delicious. Yeah, you, you said it when you talked about, you know, the players having something to prove. I feel like collectively there's motivation from the standpoint of I'm guessing that they've already heard in the last 24 hours people say like, oh, Pelicans are in trouble because Zion's going to be out. Yeah. But also motivation from the perspective of there are a lot of guys on the team that haven't played as much as they want to, which, I mean, everybody wants to play 40 minutes a game, even if you're the 12th man. Yeah. So, I mean, the opportunity to play more is huge and also – just to be able to fill a bigger role and be able to say, okay, you know, I've averaged 15 minutes a game, but if you give me 25, 30, I can do a lot more with it. So, I mean, Jackson Hayes is a good example of that. Of yeah. We've seen him recently go from DMPs almost every game to now he's a, been a critical element to the rotation. Billy Hernan Gomez, same, same deal where he's had a lot of stretches where he hasn't played, but then he comes in and delivers. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look across the board throughout the entire rotation of what the Pelicans and Willie Green are going to use tonight and going forward, you're going to see a bunch of names of players that when you watch them play, you say this guy has no trouble coming to the arena ready to attack the other team and and show what he can do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, these players just doesn't seem internally like they see themselves as starters or bench players. They're all just players on the Pelicans team and all of them, to Willie Green's point, uh, as he said before, every man on this Pelicans team has contributed to the Pelicans' success uh, this season. And uh, speaking of Willie Green, Coach of the Month, big congrats to the man. I got a clap right that video was fantastic of uh, C.J. McCollum. That was great. Uh, you know, telling Willie Green that he was the uh, coach of the month. And just great to see that solidarity behind the scenes. And 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 Coach Green deserves it. He's been through a lot of adversity. And uh, this team is off to a great start because of him. So happy to have him in our corner. So proud of Coach Green. I feel like if you just, if you didn't know any details about the Pelicans in December and saw that they were 10-5, and and then you just looked at who they played against, you would be like, yeah, Yeah. he deserves Coach of the Month. But then when you factor in that one of the best two or three players on the team has been out with Brandon Ingram, did not play at all in Mm -hmm. December. He hasn't played since Black Friday against Memphis. Um, Other players missed games here and there. I mean, it's impressive, and it was an honor that he deserved based on just all of the factors of you were still able to win two-thirds of your games beat a lot of good teams yeah. and do it as well under circumstances that weren't super ideal. Mm-hmm. At some point we want to get back to where the team is full strength and we want to be able to see what they yeah, can do. I don't do. want to put w- Willie Green at a disadvantage yes. all the time. Yes. Let's not do that. The boulder uphill all the time. Right. Right. Let's not do that. But he, uh, but he's shown over and over again. I mean, same deal last season when he was, did one of the best coaching jobs in this, in the entire league, especially mm-hmm. in the second half of the year. So, I mean, over and over again, I mean, it just seems like the Pelicans have an advantage in preparation and organization on so many nights. And even when there's two or three key guys out, you still they still look like they're they're ready to play. Yeah. And you mentioned how a lot of these guys don't look at themselves as the star player. They just look at themselves as players. And I feel like that helps a lot a lot with the cohesiveness of okay, this is a combination we haven't used all season, but yeah. these guys look like they've played together and 
whether it's from training camp, preseason, the time that they've spent in the gym, or even just just off the court, right? Um, It's putting them in a position where they still do not look like they're scrambling to try to figure things out, even when for a lot of teams they would be if you took away some of their best players. Yeah, and a lot of our teams in the past have looked that way when you had to throw out different rotations, and it's it's just a great thing to see when you see the depth of this team in action, uh, just looking like like it's a well-oiled machine. Uh, one of the accounts I've mentioned on here before that I, that I enjoy on Twitter, Retro Pels, has a great thread going on right now of great Willie Green moments, mm. uh, and in that thread is uh, one of his speeches when the team was Three and thirteen, you know, right. just had mm-hmm. had barely won any games, and and that whole thread I think is going to be great because there's a bunch of great Willie Green moments, but right now especially I think people need to go watch that uh, because the Pels were down, didn't have a bunch of hope. Look at the end of the season, they ended up making the play-in tournament, and we've been in much much darker places than we are now. For sure, of course it's a bummer right now. But uh, Willie Green has pulled us out of much deeper depths, and I believe in that man, and I believe in the team, and I think it's time, to your point, like you talked about with Graf, uh, we start giving the team the benefit of the doubt. I know we've been hurt before. I know previous teams have, have been fool's gold, but this team is different, and it should feel different, and it's time for you to start getting used to it. Believe in them a little bit. Yeah, I feel like um, it's kind of like we need to not relapse into the the uh, old mindset of like, yeah. oh, it's time to get gonna... rid of the loser mentality. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, it's time to, I mean, just look at what they've done this season. And that's over and over again. It's not like, okay, one time they pulled off a great win because they didn't have, and they didn't have guys out, but then they lost the next four or five games. And you were yeah. like, well, of course they lost these games without some of the key guys. I mean, they've done this repeatedly. And again, as we've talked about already many, many times, besides the depth that we've talked about, yep. the home success, so I, I feel confident um, going into home games. I mean, just look at what the crowd has done and what that yes. has evolved into and the, the the genuine, legitimate home court advantage that's developed here. So, so um, at least for these next couple games, they're going to have that in their back pocket as yeah. well. And, and look, it's going to get a little dark. Look, this is a tough road stretch, and it's long, and you're playing some good teams. There's going to be some losses here. We're going to be back home again. We're going to be missing Zion. We're going to be missing BI for a while. Hopefully the Pelicans can gut it out. And then you got to hope to, again, go about 500 on this road stretch would be fantastic. And then you can make some hay late in the season as the team gets healthy. Still plenty of season left. Take heart, Pels fans. Let's talk to our own Todd Graffinini. I am so excited to have him in studio. The man has been stressed out. He's been through some some games lately. Uh, his gray hair count is is exploding exponentially, but we're going to try to reel him in. We're going to give him some nice, uh, some nice uh, sleepy time tea when he gets in studio here, and we'll we'll try to chill him out, and get him feeling confident just like us. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year 
equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Joining us on the Pelicans podcast, Todd Graffinini. Uh, Graff, man, it's, uh, you know, we've had a, a, a couple of games that have been a, a bit of a bummer. But honestly, it almost felt like we we had a chance to steal them. You know, even though I, the Pelicans weren't playing that great in those games, neither were the Grizzlies until the end of the fourth. And, and the 76ers, until the end of the fourth, still in it. It, it just feels like as, as down as the Pelicans have been, we're not. We haven't been completely out of these games. No, the the expression I use is swimming upstream. Both of those games, the Pelicans have been swimming upstream, yeah. going into Memphis, and of course the other night against the Sixers. And you just you never had really a moment where the Pelicans would get on a big time run, take a lead, and and then just try to you know play D and and do enough offense to win a ball game, which we've saw of course, during the long winning streaks, the seven-game winning streak, the five-game winning streak. You saw those things. But in Memphis, you were always trying to come back. And then when you took a very brief lead, they would get it back, and then they would maintain you at an arm's length. The same thing happened against Philadelphia. So, you know, and then once you really had momentum in the Sixer game, that was at the end of the third quarter. Zion was dominating. He had 10 points in the quarter. And you're thinking, all right, we're going to go get this thing. And then I'm looking on the bench, and I don't see him. And, you know, then it, then you get the, the notification that he's not going to be uh, back for the rest of the game. And it was almost like the air came out of the balloon because, yeah. you know, look, Philly's good, especially at home. And when they've got a MVP candidate like Joel Embiid who literally can take games over, and he did, you've got to have the response offensively and we just didn't have it consistently enough in the fourth quarter against Philadelphia. And, you know, tip of the cap to the Sixers, they were able to hold us off. But, no, just going back to your original point, no, you weren't out of those games. You were definitely in the games, but you just didn't have the oomph, if you will, yeah. to get over the hump. Even if, if if we won those games, it still almost felt like we'd have stolen them just based on our performance. No yeah. question. But I will take those, and you got to hope for a few of those coming up because – We've got a stretch ahead of us. So we know, you know, Zion is, is going to be out at least three weeks. Hoping to get some good news when he is reevaluated. Um, but until then, we just sort of got to hang on. And you got to hope for good news with B.I. Uh, hopefully coming back soon. But until then, our depth is going to be tested once again as it has been all season. And, uh, you know, we've won without Zion. How do you think we can win without him going forward? Well, you're just going to have to have... The other guys step up in his absence. Now, again, how do you replace somebody like that? And like you said, we have won games without him, but this is going to be an extended stretch without him. So 
the thing that makes it so difficult is he is doing other things. And you go back to the game against Philadelphia. He had he had seven assists. Yeah. He had six rebounds. He was doing everything. He was he was absolutely point Zion that night. I mean, he was bringing the ball up nearly every time off the floor. So that's the thing that you're going to have to adjust to. But the Pels have proven that they can win because of their depth, and it's definitely going to be tested. And I know you're going to, you know, Jim, we're going to talk about who needs to step up. I think everybody needs to step sure, up. When yeah. you got a guy like mm-hmm. 20 who's averaging 25 points a game and in this last stretch in the last few weeks, he's up around 30 points a game. Yeah. That's a lot to make up. So you're just going to have to have a little bit of from everybody. And, you know, I don't want to put too much pressure on him, but now with no B.I. or Zion for, you know, who knows how long, C.J. McCollum is really going to have to be a pure scorer. And now that Zion isn't going to be on the floor bringing the ball up, how does C.J.'s role change? Is he going to bring the ball up the floor? They're Mm going to keep him off ball because he's been so successful off the ball because he's been getting open looks uh, because Zion's been going into the paint and defenses are crashing on him, and that's leaving wide-open guys. And uh, So I'm going to be very curious to see how it starts with CJ and that's going to start tonight against Houston. Yeah. I think like you said, Graf, a lot of games and a lot of chunks of games, Zion's been kind of the engine of the offense that not only has he had stretches where he's getting to the basket, constantly getting four or five layups in a quarter, getting 10, 12 points in a quarter. And he's getting to the free throw line, getting to the free throw line as well. And also setting people up. There's been some games where he's had a bunch of assists and would have had more, but the team didn't have a good shooting night. So, I mean, hopefully we will get to see Brandon Ingram back at some point soon, and he'll be able to step into that role. I mean, we've seen him do that so many times where he's the guy that can get you 25, 30 points, but also on the same night can get you 10 or 12 assists. So like you said, Todd, um, I don't think it's – you can't really single out one player and say, okay, it's on this guy. We we know what CJ can do, but over the course of multiple weeks, you can't say to him, okay, every single game you're going to have to be the guy that carries everything, but – um, fortunately, I think the list of players in my mind that are capable of doing more and have shown that in the chances that they've had this season is very long. I mean, one of the guys that comes to mind immediately for me is Trey Murphy. I feel like he's had some big games on nights when either or both of Zion and Brandon Ingram haven't played. Um, Jackson Hayes has played a lot more mm-hmm. lately. Um, Dyson Daniels, I think, has a chance to play more minutes and and do more. Um, I noticed yesterday that Keegan Murray won def- or, uh, Rookie of the Month for December. Maybe Dyson can put himself into that conversation yeah. for January. That would be a big plus. Um, Najee Marshall is another guy that has played more and just done a nice job with the minutes that he's had. So um, th- this team is capable. I-, I feel like I understand when people said yesterday, and you see this on Twitter all the time because people, in my opinion, my opinion, kind of overreact to everything. And no on question. Twitter. and it also doesn't it doesn't get you any clout or any attention if you just say like if your reaction is zion's out and things will probably be pretty decent yeah if you say you can't say that reasonable you're gonna get right you have to say yeah exactly you have to say either it's the end of the world i don't know what can happen or you could maybe even have a hot take and say like (laughs) oh they'll probably win every game with them yeah it's one of the without them it's one of those two things but um i think i mean just to give a couple stats too, the Pelicans are set six and two without Zion this season. They're fourteen and eight without Brandon Ingram this season. 
compared to they went seven and twenty last year when right. Brandon Ingram didn't play. So think about the difference between seven and twenty is a pace of a twenty-one win season, basically, if you prorate that over eighty-two games, compared to this year. They're like a 55-win team when he doesn't play. Right. And in, in the games that both of those guys haven't played, which fortunately hasn't been that many, they're still 4-1 and one when both of those guys are out. So if I want to make my case to the people on Twitter that were scream, screaming yesterday about, you know, it's the end of the world and how can they possibly overcome this, I mean, it's not going to be easy. And like we talked about, too, with the road trip that they have coming yeah, we're up. we're going to lose the, some. The games that are coming up, it's going to be difficult. And the timing of this is not great. But – I think based on what we've seen so far, to me, I think they've earned the right to have the benefit of the doubt of saying that they can still compete and still be a good team. Um, I want to say regardless of who's out, because obviously there's a breaking point where it's like that's too much to overcome. But I think, you know, hopefully with the players that they have, they've shown over and over again that they can win games. And you go into certain nights and people are like, ah, they're going to lose by 25 points and they win. Just like the Dallas game going way back to uh, October when Zion, B.I., Herb were all out and they still won that game on national TV. So that's what we're going to need to see is more efforts like what they had against the Mavericks. And I think the key is, Jim, is the guys that have been put in the position to perform have done it. And Mm -hmm. they've done it multiple times. And this is a very confident team even though they're young. I mean, how confident is Trey Murphy? He thinks oh, yeah. he can yeah. do anything. That That's half the battle. It's when, when you're talking about neck up, mm-hmm. mental, you know, Trey has always had the confidence to do what he is capable of doing. And then you got a guy like Dyson Daniels. And, and, and of course, you've got the other players like Graham and, and Billy who have really done a solid job in their roles. And you talked about Jackson Hayes and, Jackson Hayes now is playing 25 minutes a game. I mean, he mm-hmm. wasn't playing at all this entire season. And now, since that Oklahoma City game, he's become a real part of the rotation. So getting the confidence there and then just doing it again and again, that has been key. And unfortunately, in the last couple of years, our role players have had to have a bigger role because of all the injuries mm-hmm. that we've had in the last couple of years. So it's terrible to be put in that position but in the grand scheme of things, it's been an advantage for us because they've been able to play a ton of minutes. Yeah, I almost feel like that's part of the cohesion of this team. Mm-hmm. It's like the role players aren't just, you know, role players sometimes. They, they Unfortunately, they have had to come in in a lot of crucial times and play real starter minutes. And it almost feels like there there is no one above anyone else in this locker room. They mm-hmm. all feel like they're on the same playing field, and it helps with this team chemistry so much. You know what I want to do, too? I want to revisit this in a few weeks, like maybe the next time we have – Graph in the studio with us on the podcast and we can we can go back and and say was Jim totally wrong or was he totally <laughs> right. right on this Either get and roasted I, I promise yeah. I will stand up and and <laughs> face the music and if it's if it's bad but um I think one of the things that we have to train our retrain ourselves and I say this about myself as well is we're used to situations where the guy we have key guys that get injured and the, the team collapses the team does not do well right. so I feel like that's some of where the sentiment yesterday when the news about Zion was announced. Oh yeah, we've been hurt. People before. saying exactly, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. it's it's a it's like traumatic to think back on the experiences that we've had in the past few years. Yeah. But I think we have to, and again, I'm willing to come back in a few weeks and say this was too optimistic and I was totally wrong. <laughs> but I, I just feel like we have to kind of change the way we think about this team because of the talent that the talent that's here is the highest amount of talent that 
we've probably ever had in the history, at least since I've been here. Yeah. And I mean, the 07, 08 team people talk about that won 56 games. I still think this team that we have now is more talented. It's younger. So maybe it's not going to win 56 games sure. right away, but you got more time, but to there's have potential more seasons, right? Exactly. So, um, that's how I want to kind of look at this. And, uh, it's, it's going to be up to them to prove me right that over the next stretch of games that they can continue to win yep. and stay at the level that they're at where they're third in the West and have a chance to move up from there. Yeah, still sitting third in the West. Now, Graf, what do we got to do to keep from sliding against this Houston Rockets team? We always love seeing our good friend, Harry God. <laughs> and I feel like the people always have a little extra, just something for him in the stands. Yes. I love that it's a home game, especially before we hit the road. What a team to boo. Uh, I think we can steal this one. Uh, Obviously, you uh, you know, when you're in the medium of radio, there's no visual. So the good news about when Eric Gordon is in the building in the Smoothie King Center, if you're listening on the radio, you always know when he has the ball. (laughs) There's no... There's no if ands, or buts about it. The booze will be raining from the rafters tonight uh, from the Smoothie King Center. Look, Houston, they've lost 9 of 10. But the thing that... The thing that you got to watch out about this team, they'll lose four or five in a row, then they'll beat Milwaukee. Yeah. They'll lose they four or five wins. in a row, then they, they go into Chicago and put 133 on They're them and beat be the Bulls. So, yeah, I mean, seriously, you just don't know what you're going to get on a night-in, night-out basis. They're a very, very young team. Um, they're last in the West, but they can hurt you. They've got weapons, a green, uh, Jabari Smith Jr., uh, I mean, Green is an absolute scorer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shangun, who had eight double-doubles the entire year last year, has 10 already. They're a very good rebounding team as well. So those are some of the things that you have to watch. Their weaknesses, they turn the ball over at will because they just they just run and gun. They're, trying to, they're just trying to fast break you to death, and they're going to turn it over, and you should get some easy buckets off those turnovers, and that's really what hurts them uh, mm-hmm. when, you, when you look at the – grand scheme of things so look it's a game you got to have i mean you're at home where you've been very very good and i feel like we can keep pace with them running the floor especially with jackson you know right rim runner you know this is a game that really suits jackson hayes's style Mm -hmm. uh tonight because he loves to get out and transition as well um but you've got to take care of business at home especially with what we know is coming up on the road um, I'm gonna I'm gonna <sighs> shake you guys' hands after uh, the Friday night game against Brooklyn and yeah. and and bid you adieu you're because be a I different dude. By yes, the time I will. You come I, will back. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'm gonna like changed appearances because you're not gonna see us for a very long time out there. So these two home games coming up against Houston and then of course on Friday night against the Brooklyn Nets, um, they're gonna be very key to try to get. Before we talk about the road trip, um, to your point, Graf, I mean the Rockets are number one in the NBA in rebounding percentage. Yeah. So one of the rare teams that comes in here and actually is a better rebounding team than the Pelicans. The Pelicans are fourth in that stat. So yeah, I, I was curious because for the people who were at the game on November 12th, when Houston was here, you know, you talked about how people will know when Eric Gordon has the ball. I'm wondering though, if one of the other guards is going to get some booze tonight, it might confuse the, the boo ratio ah, yes, because yes. Kevin Porter jr. Had a, had a little dust up with Jose where he pushed mm-hmm. him. And I feel like, if you mess with Jose Alvarado, you mess with the entire city of New Very Orleans. True. Oh, yeah. Very true. He's the true. Don so, of New Orleans. Right. Yeah. So I, 
I do wonder a little bit if there will be some sprinkling of booze, but maybe you'll be able to 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 modulate that. You'll be able to say like, okay, the the hard, the heavy booze are Eric Gordon, right? The lighter booze are Kevin Porter Jr. All right, yeah. now we have really Name that boo. Yes, we've really <laughs> found out, you know, at the end of last year and and really all of this year, how knowledgeable this crowd has become in the Smoothie King Center. Mm-hmm. And if we hear boos from when Kevin Porter Jr. touches the ball, then I mean, yeah, they've leveled Jim, then, up. Then you know that this, this, these fans are totally, totally locked in. Yeah, it sure. used as to, to just what's be going like on. The hardcore Pell's Twitter people or message board people. Now it's everyone because again, it's going to be nearly a full house. I mean, they only yep. had limited tickets for this game mm-hmm. as I mean, like yeah. a week ago. Brooklyn's been sold out forever. Yes, correct. So you you got to expect it's going to be another great crowd here tonight. Yeah, and then uh, to Graf's point, then you hit the road mm. because it's Dallas, mm. the Washington Wizards, mm. Boston Celtics, yeah. Detroit Pistons, Cleveland Cavaliers, then back home at Miami Heat. Oh, that feels good. Back on the road! <laughs> Orlando Magic, Miami Heat. Then you're finally back home. So I get to see you for a minute. Uh, and then hopefully I recognize you, then gone again. If we go 500 on this, I feel good. Yeah, no question. And uh, I know Jim uh, knows this very, very well. You know, we talk about a house of horrors often, what what arenas are very, very difficult to <laughs> yeah. win in. Well, I think tops in the list might be in Washington, the ultimate house of horrors. Jim, I don't mm-hmm. even know if you were here the last time that we beat the Wizards uh, in D.C., uh, it's been that long. Was it like 2010 or 2011? Yes. I mean, I was here, but I wasn't at the game because I wasn't traveling. I right. didn't start traveling until 2013. So, yeah, I, I, I guess I never experienced a win in Capital One, Verizon, Bank Correct. Center, whatever they call <laughs> Verizon it. Verizon Center but, for me. No, I think, I think it's number one, not only from the standpoint of that they haven't won there in forever, but also no disrespect to the Wizards, but in relation to how successful that franchise has been, it's like you wouldn't expect – of all the teams in the league, that the one yeah. place that you haven't won any games in the last decade was Washington. So yeah, you're right. That's it's time though, Todd. It's I, time. I mean, I yeah, mean, we're time to break actually through. go back to last year where it was very early in the season. I mean, obviously a different team, but that was a game we absolutely should have won uh, last year up there and let it slip away mm-hmm. at the very end. But again, that was in November. It was very, very early. So yeah, um, you did not have the team that is presently constructed uh, last year. So Let's uh, let's try to get one on that trip, but we we got to worry about tonight. We got to worry yep. about the Houston yep. Rockets. Yep. And uh, look, I'm not going to end this podcast with Graf on doom and gloom and worry. Let's not be anxious. Graf is here, and we cannot let him go without talking about the win. Tulane Cotton Bowl. How are you still living? I, I thought you'd still be hungover from that. No, it, look, <laughs> I know you had to work that night. Yeah, but I that's, mean, I, <laughs> it would have been uh, it would have been nice to have a few libations uh, during that game and uh, that day. But obviously, we had to play the Sixers <laughs> right. that night. Um, still a surreal experience for me, uh, having been around that university for twenty seven years of my life and being the football play-by-play guy for 12. Joe, you were in the booth as our engineer. You've traveled before, so you've been around it. You know exactly what it means to me. Long time coming. Um, I'm just, I'm just so ecstatic for coach Fritz and the players and the, and the school and to see all those fans. I I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. I showed out. I had serious FOMO. I I really wish I could have been there. Mm -hmm. Obviously I love my job and the schedule is the schedule. Yeah. But to see that many people uh, wearing olive green and sky blue in one venue 
where to me, the greatest collection of Tulane fans that I had ever seen in person was in the Liberty Bowl in 1998 on New Year's Eve when we wrapped up the 12-0 season and beat BYU. I had never seen that many Tulane fans in my entire life. And to watch um, all the television shots and the videos and, and everything, and I've tried to look at as many as possible, uh, to see easily 30,000 of them in that building um, and then just the sheer joy after the game Dancing was over. Dancing in the fountains. I mean, unbelievable. And um, it, it, I'm just, I'm just so excited for the school because this, the best part about all of this to me, again, being a lifelong Tulane fan and having been around it, the best part about this is now Tulane has a new generation of fans. Yes, because we lost a generation. Um, I mean, we had so much losing in football. And, I mean, you look at the Tulane fan base, and it was, you know, guys like me, 50 and up. Yeah. And no college kids, no teenagers, no youth with Tulane stuff. on. And now you, you go to a game and you see kids, eight, nine years old, wearing Tulane stuff. And that is the key because it all starts when you're a kid. It all starts mm-hmm. when you're a kid. That's what it, when it started for me. And we did not have that for 25 years. And what has happened this season, especially in the last two months, um, you know, beating Memphis on homecoming, SMU, up in Cincinnati, getting to the championship game, beating UCF, and then to culminate it with that, you not only have you have a new generation of Tulane fans, but now... The city of New Orleans is bought in, yes, which mm-hmm. has not happened in really since 1998. That's what I was going to say. I was like, "What kind of fun upside down world do we live in?" The it's Pelicans bizarro world. And Tulane are cool, and uh, <laughs> it's it's great to see. And Gus and I have been talking about it too. Just watching the kids come into Pelicans games, exactly, and just fully like wearing the hat, awesome. uh, bought in. It's you're getting them early, and they're going to grow up with the Pelicans being good in the background of their youth the whole time. It's so easy to buy in then. And we can't wait to see it. Graf, we'll be seeing you tonight as we face the pesky Rockets. Let's hope for a win, man. I will be there. Thank you, gentlemen. Big thanks to Todd Graffinini. I love that man. Been working with him forever. Uh, I like to give him a little grief every now and then, but he's a delight. Uh, Jim, as I look at the calendar, it appears that the day of the week is Witness Day. Wednesday? And uh, that's a big day for you, I believe. It really is. I mean, it's it's Western Conference Wednesday. I- Our friend Jim Eichenhofer of Pelicans.com would say it is a Western Conference Wednesday indeed. Woo! I feel like, you know, maybe there's a little bit of momentum building on this. I'm still waiting yeah. for someone to tweet the hashtag besides me on Twitter. We're yeah, still- right, right now, the, the tide is still sucking back <laughs> out to the ocean before the tsunami. You know, the tsunami is yes. going to come. It's just, we're you know, still, it's dry right now. We're still at a total of one person that's tweeting this hashtag. Yeah, I'm waiting for there. people to, you know, when I see people in the arena to say, hey, Jim, it's Western Conference Wednesday. Hasn't happened yet. Yeah, we'll but see. that's okay. I'm going to stay patient and I'm going <laughs> to yeah. keep, keep uh, chipping away, as they say at Hashtag this. WCW. <laughs> but uh, anyways... It is Western Conference Wednesday, and I actually put a poll out on Twitter this morning, as I'm apt to do on Western Conference Wednesdays throughout the season. And the question was, um, obviously the Pelicans over this next stretch are going to have to overcome being without Zion. Hopefully Mr. Ingram comes back at some point soon. But in the interim, Pelicans are going to have to figure out a way to win games. 
and uh, stay, you know, hopefully stay in the spot that they're in in the standings. And who knows it? Yeah. They're not far from moving up to first or second. I'm not going to yeah. rule that out either. Um, but anyways, question was of the teams that are fourth through seventh in the standings right now, which one is the biggest threat to New Orleans as far as being able to move ahead of the Pelicans potentially? Um, and the consensus answer to to that was at least so far is Dallas has 49%. Um, the Mavericks have won, I think it's seven games in a row. They have a chance to still have a big winning streak going on Saturday when they play the Pelicans. Same deal for Brooklyn. Brooklyn's won 12 in a row. They could have a 13-game winning streak going yeah. into Friday. Boy, I'm we li- really wanted to roast Nick Friedle for coming on the podcast early and be like, no, drama-free, looks good. And then yeah. they just like went out they there ruined it. terrible. And now they look great, and then uh, Nick Friedle is an oracle just like you. <laughs> But uh, so, so, yeah, I mean, there's a chance that both the Mavericks and the Nets are going to have really long winning streaks coming into Friday and Saturday games against Pelicans. So I'm glad, tired from it. I'm glad we didn't bring this up while Graf was still here. I'm glad we waited <laughs> yes. until after he left to Whew. mention that. Yeah. But anyways, the, the second in the poll was the Clippers at 34 percent, Sacramento 15 percent, Portland only 2 percent. Um, I think people recognize that the Clippers, especially with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they've been pretty consistently, at least by – their standards on the floor lately. Maybe yeah. they're not, maybe Kawhi's not playing back to backs, but otherwise he's been on the court. I think people recognize that they're dangerous when they're at full strength, but just the way the Mavericks have looked lately and is specifically Luka Doncic has been insane, averaging yeah. like 45 points a game over yeah, it's ridiculous. long stretches. So that was Western Conference Wednesday. It is and a Western uh, Conference Wednesday indeed. I look forward to tonight. Uh, last thing Pelicans have a chance to move up to second, I should say, tonight. Denver does not play tonight. They play tomorrow. They host the Clippers in the late game on TNT. So those are games that we will be tracking over the next couple days. Absolutely. And uh, look, we're so glad we got to talk to Graf after that two-lane win. Uh, I think New Orleans wanted something to celebrate uh, lately. And that two-lane Cotton Bowl win was absolutely bonkers and i actually felt bad that graf had a game that night i was yeah. like man you, you should i wish we could give him the night off just mm-hmm. to go bananas because that man has been through so many brutal two-lane seasons uh, i don't know how his liver is still functional so for, <laughs> for him to get that uh, I, i'm going to say that that graf got that win as if he was on the field but for graf to get that win from Tulane, I, I mean that that was just something special for for everyone it really was and I thought it was so cool the way they won the game at the end where they came back from down 15. That, yeah, one, that was crazy. One by one point, they scored the the tying touchdown and then go ahead extra point in the last, what was it, 10, 15 seconds of the yeah. game. I mean, it, it reminded me of Boise State. If people, I'm not a huge college football fan, I'll admit that right off the bat, but I'm sure for the people that are really into it, they remember, I think it was 06 season, Boise State was the team that came out of nowhere, and people were just like, Boise State? Who are they? Right. And they the beat the weird field? They beat, yeah, the blue turf. They beat Oklahoma in a bowl game, and it was like the wildest ending where they had like, they did like a Statue of Liberty lateral play. They did like a yeah. behind the back um, handoff where the quarterback faked that he was throwing and then dropped the ball off behind his back to somebody that won, uh, won the game on a two point conversion. It was just like that, where it's just like, not only the landmark win of your program happens in a bowl in a, a massive bowl stopper, game, yeah. but it's also like such a memorable way to win a game. So I thought that part of it was was great as well. I mean, yeah. just fa- all that factor all that stuff together. And as Graf talked about, you have a moment that I think is going to galvanize people for a long time, for sure. and is so huge for the program. Just 
that, I mean, for recruiting and just for name recognition, I feel like yeah. across the country, I, you can't even measure what that did in terms of people understanding and recognizing, okay, Tulane football is, is legit. And this is something that they're known for now, like Absolutely. outside of Louisiana and outside of this area. Yeah. I feel like Willie Fritz has done a fantastic job with that program since taking over. Uh, again, Tulane fans deserved that. They have, they have been through some dark seasons and congrats to y'all. Uh, for that big win. That that was huge. And let's hope that the Pelicans can add on to that good juju tonight versus the Rockets because we would love to send Eric Gordon and the rest of those pesky Rockets home with an L in their pocket. So here we go. Let's get up. Let's get loud, Pels fans. They are going to need you. Uh, we will be in there in the Smoothie King Center tonight. You can uh, check us out in the radio studio window. Give a wave if you see us in there. Uh, me and Gus Cattengale will be starting the pregame show 30 minutes before tip on 99.5 WRNO. Jim Eichenhofer, thanks as always, my friend. You might even catch a cameo from me if you wave into the radio Yeah, studio. every now and then. We'll, we'll see. We'll there. see. I'd like to be there tonight. We'll, we'll see how tonight goes. Yeah, if you see a man in a garish top hat and Elton John sunglasses, <laughs> that is Jim Eichenhofer. Definitely. Just always rolls in there. You'll see a big python wrapped around his neck. It's, it's crazy. So give us a wave. Say hi. We are the Pelicans Podcast, presented by SeatGeek. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We will talk to you again on Friday and hopefully have some good news for you then. Until then. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans Podcast, presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.